Welcome to episode four of Let's Talk. <laughs> I'm um, sure Marco caught you off guard there. <laughs> um, so today is episode four, and we, the way we thought about it was we were going to do like four episodes before we started having guests on, just so we can both get a little familiar with the format and get comfortable talking uh, like this. Um, so we're going to wait for next week, so tune in. And but today we have a little guest who wanted to come by and see and see us record. Uh, Sebastian Luring, we've talked about him quite a bit here. Uh, yeah. he's, a, he's a very good friend of the podcast, and uh, he's our first unofficial guest. So he's not he's he, he's he's just gonna be here to to participate. Um, welcome. Well, yeah, welcome, Sebastian. Hi there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Um, Dude, what, what, what have you been up to? Well, I've been grinding because it's final season. And, you know, as a college student, it's my responsibility to leave everything to the last minute. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where we are right now. I thought you were about to say some, like, really, like, pretentious shit about <laughs> 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 your responsibility as a student. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> yeah, so what what's like what's like your toughest class right now? Probably astronomy. But like Damn. yeah, I take an astronomy class and it's like it's like super hard like space physics, but it's also my most interesting class. So Damn. So it's not that bad. Space physics. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was I didn't even originally take that class. Like I was taking a coding class and I was like, bro, I'm taking too much like I was taking too much math stuff and I saw this one that was called constellations and I was like, All right, I'm gonna learn about constellations and then I didn't realize I was gonna learn about like physics and stuff. I feel but you're but it's fun. You're into that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, I'm into like spacey sh <laughs> It's a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um since since basically like right before thanksgiving like everyone has just been slowly coming back and i've just been like in a daze of just like seeing all my friends and like trying to like do as much as possible within like the little bit of time that that we kind of have here yeah um but it is cool because like since it's corona like everyone's almost confirmed staying here for b almost the entire break that's true um which is which is pretty dope yeah, it is. I, w I wasn't really expecting, like, to have everyone here for so long. Yeah. It's actually, it's pretty nice, actually. Yeah. Um, so, when I woke up today and realized that we were recording today, I was like, I don't think we have anything to talk about, really. Like, I... I've, like I've said, I've been in a daze over the last couple of weeks, so I, tr <laughs> I literally just try to think, like, what has anything happened to me that maybe I could tell, like, a little story? And I was like, uh, I got zero recollection. <laughs> um, do do we have any questions left from from your your questionnaire last week? Yeah, we have we have a few. Let me pull that up right now. 
Um, we had one from Diego Messmacher. How do you think that your experiences affect the person you are today? Um, it's kind of open-ended, but I think, <laughs> like, as a person, like, we're just, like, my personality is, like, I think all of our personalities really is, like, compounded, like, our experiences compounded on each other. So, and that, like, forms kind of who you are. So, yeah. I think, yeah. How about you? Um, I feel like, I feel like there's kind of, like, two sides to it. So, the question is, like, how have your experience shaped you into, like, who you are today? Yeah. I feel like it's the experience, but also, like, it's all just, like, every little tiny decision that you're making, like, second after second, like, moment to moment in those experiences, that it's, like, that kind of shapes who you are. Because um, it's, like, the more decisions, like, if, if you start making decision after decision and, like, the decisions are kind of similar... It's like you start habituating to those kinds of decisions and you start like that. It's like your brain kind of just sets up a default mode network of like different neural links that you just frequently use. And so the more you make certain decisions, the more that like that's going to be a part of who you are kind of. But then I feel like the other side of it is that the experiences are also there to open your eyes about your decisions and make you maybe make you reflect on those decisions and and make you like see deeply into like the subconscious of those decisions and like once you're able to bring those like those things that you do like second to second that you don't even think about once you're able to bring them up to the surface and kind of stare at them right in the face they you you become more self-aware and you kind of have more of a conscious power to contemplate whether or not that's a decision that feels genuine to you and if it's something that you want to continue doing um so it's like there's those two sides of it. it's like the decisions and like the experiences but then like also how the experience can open up your mind but at the same time it could re-solidify those um certain decisions that you've you've made so it could either um make you see through them or it can uh re reinforce them yeah for sure um you know, when, uh, when you talked about that, like that second part, you know, all that subconscious and thinking if that's like what you really want to do, all that, it kind of reminded me of mindfulness, which we slightly touched on in the previous episode, but like that's essentially like the whole idea of mindfulness, like just being present and like every decision that you make and every experience like taking into account what you're doing and it's like do I really want to be doing this or is it just like that like primal kind of um like animal part of my brain just making me do something yeah but that, that's also like it's like even if you're like totally present it's like it doesn't change it doesn't necessarily change how your brain works and like our like our our thinking is overwhelmingly subconscious i think it's about yeah. like we have like about like a five percent like conscious thinking space yeah but <laughs> and, like if if you if you really think about that it's like we don't it's like we have a very small plate and so 
our brain just chooses like the, the things that it finds most important to put there um and sorry regaining my my train of thought what were we talking about subconscious yeah but we're, we're like oh how uh well the question was uh, no but where do we oh yeah no so like if you think about it like 95 percent of your thinking is subconscious like it may, it, yeah it, it's daunting like it can make you feel powerless but it's like that's kind of what we are we're like a machine made out of flesh and bones and our brain operates a certain way and like that's m kind of our struggle is like our internal our internal spirit for a lack of a better word sort of battling with like it's like physical and like human reality um and and it's not that we have to like s like look down on ourselves for having this animal side which just like kind of operates on our own uh, subconsciously it's like it's more of just like for me it's being like aware of it and 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 it's like you can it's almost like a big ocean where you can fish stuff out and you can start fishing stuff out of the subconscious and bringing it forward absolutely um, yeah uh, you can also kind of like reprogram your subconscious in a way like for example i know you've done this i don't know if you still do it but like even five minutes a day just like playing the guitar subconsciously like when you play it every single day for five minutes y you're gonna get that like subconscious recall and muscle memory that ultimately i think like if you just do five or ten minutes of practicing anything it doesn't have to be a guitar like it's so much more beneficial to do that repetitively get it ingrained like in your subconscious mind because like as you said subconscious mind is 95 percent i think of roughly yeah, yeah it's like five percent conscious 95 percent subconscious i took ap psych in <laughs> sophomore year uh i got a two so nice. i'd say i'm pretty qualified <laughs> <laughs> let's go um uh i'd like to i'd like to parlay this question over to sebastian that's a great question um thank you diego for for asking that question um um well i'd say just a little anecdote would be from high school i didn't really do that great in high school i didn't really put in the effort and i think that shows in the colleges, right, in, my in, in the colleges that I chose. Uh, because I didn't really study and get into the these high-level like high level colleges, I ended up going to, not saying that it's a low-level college, but I went to SCAD. And it's a pretty new school, so it's, it's not that rigorous to get into. That's, that's what he means. Right, and I, I'm studying 3D animation, so, um, like, math and all these history weren't really my focus in high school. But even so, I was happy with what I was, with where I left off. So even though I didn't really try that hard in high school, I got into SCAD. And at first I was like, uh, this is okay. But now I'm really happy with the people that I met. And like, I'm, I'm meeting really cool people. Shout out to Elijah Kenny, <laughs> shout out to Tyler Hayden, uh, my future roommates. Um, if if you guys are listening to this, uh, much love. But I just say that 
just go with the flow, honestly, because even though you might not think that you're happy where you are, things things pop up that surprise you, and that's pretty cool. Go with the flow. Yeah, go with the flow. Take a step back, observe, listen, attempt attempt to understand, and and then and then move forward. Um, any any other questions? So. We have a question from Clarissa, Clarissa Zayas. She's like, spirituality and how we got into it. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, for sure. Spirituality. So, well, I guess for me, I kind of got into it. Like, I knew it was a thing, and it really didn't interest me. And then I had Dr. Rebo as a teacher. Me too. That was like the start of my spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. When did your start? Um, honestly, I have no clue, really. I mean, I mean, uh, a little, a little, a little pretentious thought of mine is that like it's like it's like it, we we never start like it's like you you're never not a part of that so it's like it's almost like just like the becoming aware of of that and like and like feeling the connection and like understanding more deeply like what that is but like it's like since you were born it's like you don't you can't choose to be a a part of it or not but i agree uh with my with my it had to do a lot with my upbringing so like both my parents are very like into like eastern practices different uh sections of like buddhism uh the tao um stuff like that and they've been part of like a lot of meditation groups that go on like meditation retreats and so like my house has like at least 57 buddhas like throughout the entire thing (laughs) so i very much grew up in that vibe but and then like i could i could understand it like at a cer- uh, to a certain like energetic level like the vibes of it but like to me that like it just seemed like there was like a lot of magical thinking and like a lot of just like a lot of like believing in stuff that didn't make sense to me but i feel like that's that's not inherent in like the teaching that's just something that that's just like a story that we tell ourselves as uh, like uh, as we as we like go through this like learning process and so it's like me seeing like all these stories that my parents would tell me it just like it sounded like complete bullshit and i like rejected it a lot but then i tried like psychedelics when i was like 16 17 and that kind of sort of uh it's like a catalyst to like me opening my eyes almost in a certain way and that match was just like a new persp- new perspectives and like uh, s- using those in like my everyday life and just like taking a step back to like observe more rather than it's not that I'm not engaging it's just I choose when to engage and when to sort of detach because I feel like both are very uh important states to be in um and eventually and I got into philosophy because it was like almost like it was almost like this is like a realization that a lot of people have is when you realize that like nobody really knows anything like they we know a lot but it's like there's a lot we don't know and it's like for most of my life it's like you live in 
this state of mind where it feels like everything's already been discovered uh, we already know everything we know how it works we have control we we're doing things right this is how things are supposed to be done and then you're like it's not necessarily that the way we're doing things is wrong but just like there's a million ways of doing things and not one of them is right it just depends on what you want to go for and just understanding that like the human race is always evolving and so you, you like everyone's like a part of that evolution so it's just like open trying to like open up my mind and think of new ways of thinking and and seeing the world and then didn't really get into like spirituality spirituality until almost my 18th birthday just like i had a crazy conversation with my sister that like literally it's almost like as if my entire life like i connected all the dots was just like by just listening to her words it like it just felt so like the realest shit i've ever heard of up to that point and then that was just like nothing's been the same since that conversation with my sister um and since then like I've been to a couple of meditation retreats. I've I practice meditation uh, on and off depending on where I'm at, but it's something that like it's like it's like a very uh, key aspect of of my life right now. Yeah, I I resonate with a lot of what you said. Um, psychedelics are definitely very like eye-opening. You said like was kind of like a catalyst i agree it can like really kickstart you into this like whole new thing that you never even like knew it's <laughs> yeah. uh, the one of the funniest parts about about that is just like I, I, in school at one point i just became known as like the guy you go to <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna like either just like listen to somebody's experience or just get like a little bit of guidance or just like w- want to learn more like i was the dude and it was just hilarious like having random kids come up to me and, and like bring this shit up and like i just like re- like regurgitated like shit i heard off of like some ted talks and i <laughs> like shit like Japan that TED talk. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah was you, you were the guy i was the guy <laughs> palmer trinity spirit guide um so let's see if i can any cool questions um so this is a very a very basic question and i know you don't necessarily know exactly what you want to do with your life yet and you're still exploring um but from right now or from when you were a kid like what are like some of your biggest goals and aspirations i've always um felt really good when i like help people not like in an ego ego kind of way but like just knowing that um i could be of service to someone else so that's been like kind of relevant throughout my life like me helping people it doesn't have to be like that deep it could be like donating clothes or something or like helping to build houses or whatever but i i it's been something that i really well if it's been that relevant throughout my childhood i feel like my future i'm gonna be helping people in one sort 
in a sort of a way, like in one way or another, I'm somehow going to be helping people. And that's kind of like a broad thing, like helping people because... It's, it's like a, it's a service, service to humanity. Yeah. It can be in any form, really. But I don't know. That's something that's always been there. And as to like what I want to do... I have no clue yet, but I would like to do something that gives me, like, creative freedom. Because if you're doing something that doesn't really let you express yourself, I think you're kind of missing out. And I don't know. I don't want to miss out like that. So <laughs> I, I know whatever I end up doing, I got to express myself creatively. Very well said. Um, I, and I, I mean, I could, I couldn't agree more. Like, that's definitely like, like one of my top goals, if not the biggest goal is just to like, and, and it's, and, it, and it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a goal, but it's like, it's more of just like, uh, it's like, it's like the way I carry myself. It's like, I, 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 I know, I know that like the 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 play the the opportunities that don't allow me to to express myself creatively like don't necessarily attract me very much like i i don't like like i can be a part of a machine of, of, of just a piece of the machine if it makes if i understand why i'm doing it but if i'm just doing it like because i because like i don't want to do it like as a settlement like i don't want to like like i know i'm capable of sustaining like my own thing with my creative freedom so it's like i don't want to settle for anything less than that because because i know i'm capable um um and and i do that i mean we're, we're we're very much on the same page just like i i wanna it's not even that like i want to help people but it's like i i i I, I already do, but I want to continue just like, and more and more just like opening up my heart and like carrying myself moment to moment with, with like my heart uh, on my sleeve and like, uh, and try to just stay like as open as possible. And like, it's, I love doing that in like the randomest moments. And it's like, I'm already slowly becoming to like program like that. Like I think very much like as a herd like i'm always like considering like where everybody else is at and like and like i do it so randomly like it's like sometimes like i just like i see so like let's say i'm like at a little social thing and i see somebody like standing there like not not like sitting because there's no more chairs but i know there's a chair in the back and like and like i couldn't and it could be a girl and like I'll be like, oh, should I go get her a chair? Because I know there's a chair over there, and I can go get it. But I don't want to think her to think that I'm flirting with her, because it's kind of random that I just stand up and go get her a chair. But then I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna go get her a chair, just because I don't. I see her standing, and it looks uncomfortable. Uh, or like, like always in situations like, like I'm like if I let's say like uh, we're hanging out with friends, I have candy, nobody else has anything. Like I'm always offering because like I know what it's like to be on the other side of that, and like. I know people can be shy to ask for things because they don't want to impose. They don't want to. Uh, they don't want to make you feel like put you in a position where you have to say yes. So it's like I like to be the one who uh, opens up to the person, let them know that like, hey, like you're, like totally like, uh, like, and like I just try to treat uh, like it's I don't try to treat everyone as if they were me, but it's like 
that's genuinely how I see it. Like they're just another human, and I, and I want everyone to be, uh, everyone everyone to be well fed. You know, like all all my boys eat. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. Uh, and like, and so I just wanna carry myself like that, uh, like for for as long as I'm I'm alive. Sounds like a good plan. Um, Sebastian, uh, any goals and aspirations for you? This is a loaded question. Um, well, as I already stated before, I am a 3D animator, um, aspiring and practicing 3D animator. Um, for goals, I mean, ever since I was little, I thought that my mind was very visual and that I had like, um, an internal projector inside my mind that I could uh, project images onto like the onto my cranium. <laughs> uh, so I've always been obsessed with images and I think it'd be pretty cool to I'm kind of obsessed with showing what's inside my head to other people because even though I can see the projector not everybody can see maybe in the future there'll be projectors that come in my eyes and you guys can see what's inside but I, yeah, I'm obsessed with the mind and the sub subconscious. Um, and I, I've thought that if I hadn't gone into film and 3D animation, uh, I would have liked to, to be a, a scientist of dreams. <laughs> dreams are dope. <laughs> dreams are incredible, right? So I find like 3D animation as a kind of middle ground where until we're able to pr project our dreams, I'll, I'll have to be the... The mediator. I'll have to to show you guys my dreams because I find that three um, D animation is the medium in which you can most clearly represent your mind. Uh, because in film you're limited to the physical world, and in two D animation you're limited to uh, drawings, two D space, and in three D, you uh, in animation there's a saying that. Animation has all the possibilities of reality, but with with uh, without any of its limitations. So I think three D animation wow. is the way. Yeah. The yeah, that's a great answer. And and again, like I I I I feel the same way about about like like I feel like we're both very similar in the sense that like we can like I also just have that like internal projector. I feel like yours is on some crack shit though. <laughs> <laughs> yours is like on hyperdrive. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I like, like I the other day, like, like I'm a filmmaker who barely knows how to use a camera. Like, like I can, I can use a camera like on its very, like I understand like the three like, like the three like main aspects of photography, like for lighting and stuff, and like. Yeah, like the composition. I, I have a very basic understanding of it, but like, I if you give me a camera, I'm gonna be like, oh, oh, like I'll it it'll take me a, a minute to figure out, and anything I'm doing is like intuitive. It's not like pre precise, and but and then <laughs> I was trying to tell my friend like, yo, like it doesn't matter if I can don't know how to use a camera. I can can be the Benny Blanco of film production because Be Benny Blanco like has said himself like he barely like he knows how to play certain he knows how to play a couple instruments, but like like he has to play them like literally like like he'll hit one piano key then another like he does it super slow but like he can like i, I think he has that thing where he can like see sounds and like 
shit just comes to him so like he just gets people around him who can like help him express what he's seeing and what he's hearing and and it's like that's what i want to do a because i love collaborating with people and two because i yeah maybe i'm just lazy i don't want to learn how to use a camera but i feel like i can i can do that like just like seeing the vision and expressing it like uh like i'm still mind blown like that that first scene in our music video the abyss scene like the first time i heard the song with headphones on like that's literally what i saw like the first thing i saw maybe like we changed it about like 10 percent just because like we things needed to change a little bit but like it was the exact thing that i saw and to see that come to reality it's like holy shit like 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 yeah like uh, these projections like aren't just random shit like there's something to them that's dope uh yeah hopefully one day we get this like electronic projector thingy that lets you project exactly what Mm -hmm. you're thinking like dude how cool would that be like you don't even need to like create things it's just like your brain shows up in front of you and and like just one last thing about one of my goals is like obviously like i want to be a filmmaker i want to write and direct my films i want to explore other aspects of film that i may not be familiar with that i might uh, really be into but uh, for the most part like i want to be in a situation where i can work freely with the people that i want to work with like my dream is to one day be able to just be like to work with sebastian and like in like a a a professional setting and call up all the other people i know and just and like just work with your friends like i want to work with people who who understand what i'm doing and believe in it just as much as i do um and a lot of people have done that in the past so it's just like it's like every a bunch of people have already opened open doors at, for for an artist like me to to walk through which is awesome that's great i mean yeah i think at the end of the day something that all three of us have in common is that we want like the freedom to kind of choose what we want to do instead of being like you said not conforming to the the machine i think that's it's a good way of looking to at it because um we we won't we won't be conformist you know like i think we all have kind of an idea of what we want to do and I honestly hope we all achieve it because those are some pretty awesome aspirations yeah for, for me it's for me it's the struggle of well at least like for a filmmaker just like a maybe just an artist in general it's like it's it's a struggle of making art in the world of entertainment so it's like and it's like for me it's like i what i call it's like my art is like i want it i want it to have integrity and what i mean by integrity is i want it to just be art that is based off of all choices made by either myself or another artist that i'm teaming up with i don't want my art to be uh, either limited by conditions of of like some sort of uh studio or corporation like i don't want I don't want people to change my vision for ulterior motives because that's just not 
that's just not how I roll. And it's like, what I mean by making art in the entertainment world is that when I when I m- make something and put it up, or like if in the future I make a movie and it goes in the theaters, like yeah, that's considered entertainment, but it's like that's not my intention. Like my intention is not to make entertainment. My intention is to make art, is to make something that I find beautiful and something that that really resonates with me. And if people are entertained by that, then fuck yeah. Like I I've I I've I've done something right, but it's like I'm not making entertainment. But I feel like that's a lot what of what drives I mean just Hollywood and like very mainstream art or just like the art that has a lot of money going into it because like ultimately these people are are, are making an investment and obviously they want to get it back. But for me it's like they have to make I want to make art with someone who trusts me and tells me, listen, like, this is a huge investment. We know you're taking a lot of risks, but we trust you. And we know you got this. Not somebody who's going to be up my ass because they're worried if they're going to make their money back in the box office. Like, that's not why I'm there. I feel you. That's, uh, I mean, that, that's what makes a true artist, I feel. Like, not letting someone dictate what it is you have to do or don't have to do you know taking things into your own hands instead of letting some guy in a suit tell you like oh you can't do this because it's not what we're looking for yeah and i mean like i i I say that very confidently but it's like at the same time a lot a lot of it has to come from me like i have to i have to back that talk up with 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 my work and and with my dedication and passion and but but ultimately like there's never uh there's never it's never a sure thing like I could I could make a movie that I I I take a bet on an idea that I had or that I know is risky and I could completely flop, but like I wouldn't necess like I I don't I wouldn't regret that like it's like that's part of it like you're gonna have flops you're gonna have uh, your 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 shit that maybe didn't hit as thought as well as you you thought it would or didn't resonate, but it's like that shouldn't be the reason that you refrain from continuing to do that. very well said so we're approaching the 34 minute mark is there anything else you'd like to add to the table yeah um so this is a topic that i wanted to talk about for a couple episodes now but i never did like research for it so and i wanted to but like at this point i don't i don't think it's a big deal i want to talk about uh, dog dreams because like dogs fucking dream guys and like yeah bro. <laughs> i, w- I want to know what the fuck goes through their fucking heads like i don't know if my dog's like in his fucking dreams like chasing lizards in my backyard or like some shit or he's like having a nightmare about my nanny bathing him or like Dude, that's funny. <laughs> or like but it's just so i sleep i sleep with my dogs they usually sleep on my bed or like in their little uh bed right next to mine and like uh, they they fall asleep usually before i do and Sometimes I just see them twitching and like shaking and like, and sometimes like one, the thing that made me want to say say this was like, I my my female dog Nina she's around like six year old six years old she was having a dream she was shaking and she'd go, <laughs> and I was like what the fuck is she like going through what the fuck is going through her head like and it's like. 
what the fuck these dogs are just going through like an, a crescendo of like fucking emotions like but it's like what the fuck are, what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah dog dreams are weird bro like i i don't sleep with my dog but whenever i'm like watching tv she likes to sit like literally right in front of me she always falls asleep like in two minutes and then bro like she'll literally disturb the movie like she'll like scream out fucking like like she snores too like it's no <laughs> but it, but like i can see her twitching and i just want to know what she's like thinking what's going through her head like do you think dogs like have like like dog dreams or like human dreams <laughs> you feel me i've also i mean do d- dogs do i've heard th- i remember hearing dogs seeing black and white is that like a fact i i don't know but i feel like they d- i mean <laughs> imagine like a know. black and white dog dream like, Dude, <laughs> like wow. fil- film noir like <laughs> some like tom and jerry type shit do dogs dream like they have a, they can walk on their hind legs like people Whoa. like what what dig what degree <laughs> of abstraction <laughs> can Possibly. Wow. Dude, are dogs dreaming about us? Dogs dogs dreaming about us? Bro, <laughs> I don't wow. know how I didn't think about that before. Wow. I don't know. Are they wearing clothes? Like, is, <laughs> it, is, is this a full film noir? Dude, a businessman <laughs> dog. Bro, businessman dog. Imagine there's just like <laughs> random people in <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's fucked up. I hadn't even thought about that. Um, one last thing I wanted to say before we close off, uh, I was talking to I was talking to Sebastian yesterday, and he was telling me that, um, well, him and his friends went up for the weekend to like uh, Palm Beach, and he told me that they were in the car and they listened to episode three of Let's Talk, and I obviously I was very flattered, and I was like, no way, like what 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 you what your boys think, and he was like, oh, like Nico Nico Ray really likes it. He's he's listened to every episode so far that nico that touches my heart uh that's that's the reason why we're doing this uh uh we we hope we hope more more of our friends can get on board and 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 let's talk (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah thank you guys for tuning in oh wait before before we finish off sebastian wants to say something and i'm also going to give him a second to think because i'm giving him the honor of choosing Today's song of the day and movie of the day. Oh, shit. a big fucking honor. <laughs> it's, it's never <laughs> happened before. Um, just before I give you the song of the day and the movie of the day, I'd like to say thank you so much for having me. Uh, this was kind of impromptu. I, was, I, was, I wasn't thinking I was going to talk, but uh, at the opportunity, of course I was going to take it. Um, also... If you fuck with dog dreams, give this a like and share it. <laughs> share it to your dream. Share it to all your friends. Oh, okay. So first, I'm gonna start off with movie of the day. I'm gonna say uh, Slavoj Zizek's Pervert's Guide to Cinema. Uh, I give it a uh, 4.8 out of five stars. Uh, it's terrific. He goes into like the. F- he's a philosopher, but. What's really unique about him is that he's like kind of relatable uh, to me because I'm a, I love film, and he loves film too, and so he goes. 
in deeply into movies like um Mulholland Drive, Lost Highway, Psycho, Vertigo, all these classics and he goes deeper than you would have expected and and you get some new insights. Um highly recommended that's Slavoj Zizek's Pervert's Guide to Cinema. And as for the song, um let me take a look at my Triple Funk Part 2 Lightning Strikes Twice playlist. Uh, you can f- you can uh, add it on YouTube. Um, if there's anybody's music taste which I respect more than mine, it's it's my boy Sebastian's right here. He's he he he's on a, he's on another bus he's on another level. He 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 literally has like the most diverse music taste I, I've ever I've ever encountered. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just sucking his dick now. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels pretty good. <laughs> uh, song of the day. This one's going to be a surprise for some. Uh, did you know that Michael Sarah, actor of Juno and Superbad, makes music? And it's terrific. I recommend Michael Sarah's Clay Pigeons. It kind of has this like Simon and Garfunkel vibe, and it's I've it's I've been playing it on repeat. It's terrific. Clay pigeons, you heard it here. Um, that that's the song of the day and the movie of the day. But I'm gonna plug one more movie. Um, our boy David Fincher has just released a Netflix original. It's out. It's called Monk. If you like movies, I think you'd like it. I think it's about making movies. IndieWire says it's his best movie since The Social Network. Maybe one of the best movies of the century. I don't know. It's IndieWire. They say a lot of whack shit sometimes. But but check it out. Uh, thank you for guys for tuning in. Let's go.